If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Jacob Brown joined here with CJ Uri and Stephen Cashin. Uh, we're here for episode 11, I think, second of the week. We're going to talk about NFL today, college football, Big Ten coming back, probably the Pac-12 as well. A little bit about baseball and hockey. We have the separate pods for that, so we don't need to go too far into that stuff today. Uh, and then we could talk a little bit about the NBA as well. But let's start talking about week three. We already reviewed weeks one and two on, uh, well, actually on yesterday's show. We recorded on Tuesday, released it yesterday, but today we can preview week three. CJ, your Dolphins are playing tonight against the Jacksonville Jaguars, looking for their first win, I believe, right? Uh, And Jacksonville's one and one. So I think personally Miami's going to win tonight. They need that win. They have a good enough roster to do it. And at some point, the Jacksonville magic kind of has to run out. I get Minshew. Everyone loves him because he's basically a meme. But at the same time, his football team isn't that great. Dolphins have a better roster. What do you think about tonight? Yeah, so, well, I I had thought the Dolphins would win outright. uh, Regardless, Vegas is giving the Miami Dolphins three points. Um, So it is Jaguars minus three going into the game. And the money line is Dolphins plus 140. So, the Jags are three-point favorites, which on the surface people would say that's slight favorites. But when you're when you are favored by a full score going into the game, that that's a little bit of a line in, in a game that I thought would be a little closer. I thought it would be like more like minus one and a half, something like that. Anyway, I got on the Miami Dolphins money line and the spread before I found out that DJ Chark is out tonight. Oh. DJ Chark is not playing tonight, and if you saw last week. Miami Dolphins got burned by Stephon Diggs, even though we only lost by three. We played the Bills hard, 31-28. to We still lost, but Stephon Diggs had a massive day. No chart. We don't have to worry about that in the secondary. I actually believe that Miami Dolphins defense has a pretty good day today to their standards because we've been not very good this year. Um, and I do think that the Fitzpatrick to Mike Gesicki connection continues to thrive this week at tight end. If you are a weekly DraftKings player, look to add Mike Kosicki to your DraftKings roster. He is very low uh, uh, cost on on the um, the list of tight ends, and he's got a very high ceiling last week. He scored 32 points in DraftKings standard scoring. So, anyway, I guess my one bold prediction for this game, first of all, I think the Dolphins win outright. I think the Dolphins win 28-17 in that realm. I think they win big. I think the Dolphins' defense is a huge game. But here is one of my bold predictions. You will see some Tua tonight. No. <laughs> At some point, you will see some Tua. I Justin so. Herbert, Ooh. five seconds before the game, finds out he's starting. And guess what? He pushed Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs to freaking overtime, and they played an awesome game. And Justin Herbert looked really good. For really all good. Who dogged on him before that draft. He came in and balled out, and he had no idea he was going to start. And guess what? Now he's the starter because Tyrod Taylor's out indefinitely because the doctor punctured his lung. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck was that, man? That was, that was fucked Patrick. up. 
We just need Fitzpatrick is lung punctured. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what happened with that Tyrod Taylor thing, but side note on that, Tyrod Taylor is going to get paid. He always has to do is sue the fr- the 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 freaking um the Team Chargers. Doctor. Are you kidding me? Oh, you got to you just sue the Chargers. You're going to get so much. He got injured by the his own team doctors. That's millions yeah. of dollars. Millions. Yeah. I mean, anyway. he has to factor in. He can be like, hey, uh, you took me out of X number of games where I could have proved myself and gotten this contract. He might, he might really have a gripe there. Yeah, exactly. So going forward, um, I'm not saying that Tua starts the game, but I do believe that you will see a glimpse of Tua, whether it's a trick play, whether Tua comes in um, doing something. Who knows? Tua, I feel like, will be on the field today. I don't think Flores is that type of guy where he's like, you know what, you, you know what, no, nah, dude, we're we're letting this marinate uh, for a year, regardless of what happens. If Fitzpatrick comes out the first half and he's two interceptions in, we only got three or six points on the board and we're down double digits. There's no reason why Tua can't come in the, at, at the second half. No reason. So anyway, that's my bold prediction. I think that you see Tua on the field at least for a play or two today. All right. Hey, I, I hope we do. I mean, I've been waiting to see him, so I really hope you're right. Um, but, you know, it really could happen. I mean, like you said with Herbert, I just want to point this out. He, he was fantastic. Uh, I really do feel bad for Terod Taylor because you look around the league, what places is he even going to have an opportunity to play in anymore? Because uh, Herbert's going to take this job. Uh, he was amazing. His, his arm looked great. Uh, he was great uh, running the football. He was really just impressed me in all areas of the game. So great game for Herbert last week against the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah, I do think the Dolphins are going to win tonight. Uh, but let's go for the rest of week three. I'm going to look at the games here, and we could talk about all of them just really quickly. Uh, so I'm just waiting for the schedule to load here. All right, so we got 49ers and my Giants on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, San Francisco minus four. Uh, I'll go to you, Steve. Who's going to win this game? 49ers are injured, but the Giants are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Saquon's out. Probably going Niners here. What about you? Yeah, I just don't see how the Giants are going to be able to score enough points to win that game. Uh, even though the 49ers are banged up, Nick Bosa out for the year with torn ACL, uh, really struggling on that defensive line. But uh, I, I said uh, they have no Saquon on the Giants side. Uh, Daniel Jones has – not struggled a, a whole lot, but the offense is kind of stagnant. Not really putting together many drives back to back. I just don't see how they're going to be able to score enough against the 49ers team to win that game. It could be closer than people think. I think it could be, you know, a touchdown game going into the fourth quarter, but I think the 49ers ultimately pull away um, in the fourth quarter just because of their depth. Yep, I totally agree. And not only that, I do think that the game gets out of hand by the second quarter. The 49ers defense, regardless of no Bosa and regardless of no Solomon Thomas, the 49ers defense is still a top five defense in the National Football League. Daniel Jones does not have Saquon. Now, the Giants did just pick up Devontae Freeman, which I do believe is a very good uh, acquisition, but it takes time for him to gel in the offense, running the ball, and getting a, getting a, a connection between him and DJ, Daniel Jones. I believe that this game, very similar to the Jets last week, will be out of hand. By halftime, if you're a 49ers better, by halftime, you will be able to say, I think that I can lock this in as a bet that I have just won. So you're taking Sorry. Niners minus four? Uh, I would take the – I think minus four is awesome. I think that, that that's 
when you think about it, I mean, the Jags are getting three points this week against the Dolphins. The freaking 49ers are getting are only giving them four. Right. Like, I mean, after like, well, what, what if what if Garoppolo doesn't play? I still would take 49ers minus four because I haven't seen enough from the Giants. Yeah. The, the 49ers defense is good enough. And that's that's that. I mean, look, I honestly think that the 49ers could get the ball three straight times and go and just only get three field goals. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, like, you sure, know. because if Garoppolo doesn't play, I'm not the biggest fan of 49ers red, red zone offense if Garoppolo doesn't play. And the Giants just aren't good. You know, the Giants are bottom two in the league, but I wanted to ask you guys about this. I think Steve and I talked about it last uh, pod, but Colin Coward came out and he said uh, he thinks that the Giants should tank and try and get Lawrence. I actually agree with him here. I like Daniel Jones. I think he's good. But you're talking about Daniel Jones and one of the best QB prospects in the draft since Andrew Luck is what a lot of people are saying about Trevor Lawrence. He affects the next decade plus of your franchise. Do you think the Giants should go for Trevor? Um, if you don't mind, Steve, I'm going to start on this one. Oh, yeah, you're uh, good. I actually like Daniel Jones. I actually like Daniel Jones. Last year, he racked up a lot of yards. I don't mind Daniel Jones's production, and I don't think he makes crazy mistakes. He – he seems like a – he seems 50% of what Eli was. So, in terms of the mistakes. So, there's going to be one or, one or two a game where you're like, why didn't you throw the ball away? Where was that throw? You missed him deep. But the thing was, is Eli's mistake was interceptions. I don't really see this interception-prone quarterback from Daniel Jones. And I see a lot of potential there. I think what the Giants need to look at is if you if you get the number one overall pick, and if you get the number two overall pick, depending on who's number one, and Trevor Lawrence is there, it's so hard to pass up on him. But the Dol- but the Dolphins, the Giants, desperately need a crazy game changer on defense, like a like yeah. a blue chip DN, like I thought, like a Chase Young, but they weren't able to get Chase Young. I I actually believe that a DN or an unbelievable cornerback or even another offensive lineman is almost just as important as Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah. I mean, I think they can get all of those things too. If you package the number one pick in a trade, right. I mean, then you can get seven picks for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's not even an understatement. I mean, Cowherd threw out seven picks could be dealt if Lawrence is dealt. That's how valuable he is. So Steve, you sticking with DJ or are you doing what CJ said? Yeah, I mean, CJ hit the points there, though. Like, I, I think right there, they need someone on defense. I uh, just don't – there's no one on the Giants' defensive side of the ball where I'm afraid of anyone back there. I, there's just not a game changer, like CJ said. That's a great point. Who, someone on the defensive line that can, that can rush the quarterback, consistently drive in and drive out, like a Chase Young that can change the whole game. He can he, – there's a factor there – when the quarterback drops back, they know on the Washington side of the football that he's coming at me every single play. So for the Giants, I think you got to build a team around Daniel Jones. Yeah, on offense, I think they're not set. They have Saquon. He's out for the year. But when he's healthy, that's a factor. That adds another element to their game. They can run the ball. They rely on him. And then Daniel Jones does his thing. He kind of manages the game for them to win. But for me, I think it's just getting a few more assets on the defensive side of the ball 
giving him one more threat offensively, whether it be wide receiver, uh, tight end, who knows. But I think you got to give him some more time. But if Lawrence is there, I think it's a tough decision. He's a, a generational type quarterback. Uh, but for me, I think you just got to give him some more time and let him develop. Because you've seen, I've seen some great things from, from Jones. He can make those tight throws. There's just a lapse there where he makes uh, throws a bad interception, doesn't get the ball away um, in time. But, you know, I, I don't think it's panic mode for the Giants to get rid of him. Yeah. As, but just one last point. As you've seen with the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson on yep. his day is probably a top five quarterback in the NFL, if not at the very least like top eight. It doesn't matter if you don't have an O-line or if you even have a freaking defense that gets off the field and gets you the ball back in a decent position. None of it matters. So Trevor Lawrence would come in no matter the team, and it's like if you don't have a defense that can support Trevor Lawrence, if you don't have an O-line, it doesn't matter. So it's like I kind of would be, you know, I kind of want to see Daniel Jones with a, with a real defense and a little bit more of a developed O-line. Or actually a better receiving group. I mean, freaking Evan Ingram yeah. doesn't even look interested this year. Dude, Evan Ingram, I he is one of the most annoying players to follow as a fan. This is a guy who came into the league. They're like, oh, he's a Brandon Marshall body type as a tight end. He catches everything, blah, blah, blah. It's a first-round draft pick as a tight end, I think he was. And this dude has not stayed healthy consistently at all. And when he plays, he's not even that great. I mean, he's very annoyed. They need a better tight end. I think the O-line's going to – you know, get better as the time goes on because Andrew Thomas is a legitimate guy at left tackle. They still have Solder, but he opted out this year. Uh, they still have Will Hernandez, who's actually a very good guard. Um, and then on the defensive side, you guys are right. They don't have that one guy. Yeah, Jabril Peppers and Bradbury and, you know, Dexter Lawrence. But these guys aren't amazing defensive guys. They're above average maybe, but they're not amazing. So the Giants, if they package that pick, get seven other picks – and build. That's what the Colts did. The Colts did that for years. And the reason why they're able to win games is because they have such a developed roster with so many draft picks. Um, so we'll move on to the next game here. Bears Falcons. I think we could probably agree, even though the Falcons are 0-2 and that was a pretty pathetic choke job last week, they're going to win this week. They're facing the Bears at home. Uh, even though I, I don't remember if they have fans, so at home doesn't really even matter. Um, but I do think Atlanta wins. Chicago is not going to be able to keep up with them offensively. I uh, disagree here. I'm going to take the Bears. Oh. Uh, what's the spread? Minus three Atlanta. Yeah, I would take Bears plus three here. Um, I think the Bears defense is really good. I don't think people actually realize how unbelievably bad the Dallas Cowboys defense is. I think they've given up the most points combined this year. So, of course, we knew the Falcons were, gonna, were going to throw the ball all over them. But the Falcons' defense is just as bad as the Cowboys. Yeah, it's bad. And the Bears haven't looked bad at all this year. I think the Bears play some damn good defense. They play them close. And then at, towards the end, Matt Ryan won't be able to get that magic going. And I think the Bears clamp down. I think they win. Yeah, to me, I think the, the Falcons coming off a pretty demoralizing loss. Uh, to say the least, uh, I don't know if, how anyone can be a Falcons fan, blowing Super Bowl leads, watching that game last week. No one jumps on an onside kick. It's like almost an inside job. It looks like the onside team hands what we're doing there. But uh, yeah. Julio Jones is listed as questionable for this week with a hamstring injury. So 
Um, if he if he ends up being out, I think you take the Bears just because I don't know what's going on in that Atlanta organization, but they need to get Dan Quinn out of there. Um, I think they need some, some a different voice, but the Falcons can score points. They, week one, they played Seahawks pretty well. Uh, defense couldn't get them a few stops there at the end to give them a chance. And last week was just they, – they pretty much handled the Cowboys. Defense did everything they could um, until the end. They started playing to prevent defense, giving the, the Cowboys some easy drives, getting chunk yardages, and they got back in the game and ultimately didn't couldn't close the job out. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, except Julio's out, I think the Bears take it pretty, pretty easily. I just don't see the Falcons being there mentally right now after just two depressing uh, – first couple weeks all right so we got two chicago's one atlanta for that game so we're moving on to the rams bills this will be a good game two two and oh teams nfc versus afc it's going to be cool uh the rams i think uh, i didn't have them going into the playoffs originally i think they're absolutely a playoff team now uh they had people forget nine and seven in a down year last year they were top five in red zone offense last year this is just a team that struggled defensively had injuries. They had the Todd Gurley drama. Now they moved into a new stadium, new uniforms. They don't have Gurley. They have Cam Akers. They upgraded a little bit on defense, got a little bit younger. I think this, and they have Jalen Ramsey now for the entire year. That's certainly paving off already. I think the Rams are absolutely going to make the playoffs. I think they can outscore the Bills. Uh, the Bills, and this is no offense to the Dolphins, CJ, but you know, they struggled a little bit against the Dolphins last week, and I think the Rams are a significantly better team than Miami is. Uh, so I'm going Rams this week. I think they're out to not prove people wrong, but last year they didn't make the playoffs uh, after coming off that uh, that Super Bowl run they had, ultimately losing. And I think Jared Goff looks, he looks confident back there in the pocket, making good throws. Uh, Malcolm Brown has had a, go, a, a good couple first weeks here, and Cam Akers is getting some time in the backfield. He's listed as questionable this week, but uh, you know I, I like what the Rams are doing. They're scoring a ton of points. They made the Eagles look, I don't know, just very uh, made their defense look minuscule. They couldn't stop them. Um, that game was never really close. So I like what the Rams are doing offensively. Defense is doing their thing, uh, getting key stops, getting turnovers, and. I like, I like the Rams in this game. It's going to be a closer one. I think it's going to be a field goal game. But uh, the Bills are for real, too. They, they, Josh Allen, he's he's unreal. Um, but this would be a good one to watch. Definitely ask for the this one this week. Rams in a shootout. All right, so Rams in a shootout there. Then we got the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland needs a win. They're the better roster than Washington. I've said it a million times. If Baker doesn't make the playoffs this year with this roster and this talent, he's gone. They need to beat Washington. I get it. They won week one against the Eagles. Look at the Eagles. They lost again. So the Eagles aren't that great either. Cleveland needs to win this game. Uh, then we have Titans-Vikings. This is going to be a big one. Titans are 2-0. and Vikings are 0-2. Kirk Cousins looks like shit. Uh, 16 passer rating, I believe, against the Colts. Absolutely pathetic for a guy making as much money as he is. They need to win this game, though. If they go to 0-3, they're not making the playoffs. Uh, do you think they can win this game at home, Steve? Um, I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting game to watch. I think this is a swing game for Minnesota season. Like you said, if, if they lose this game, ultimately your season's not over, but it kind of is in the same way. I think yeah. teams that go 0-3 uh, 
the percentage of making the playoffs is like around 8%, 8 to 12%. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, that's, that's just a hard hill to climb. You think you go 0 and 3, and obviously you got to win, you got to win three in a row just to get to 500. You got to play great football the rest of the way out to even have a shot at it. So if Kirk Cousins doesn't get any better, I think this team's going to struggle. Uh, I don't know. The defense to me was what is, is their staple, has been for year, year in and year out. I don't know. They're, they're not getting key stops from the first couple of weeks of what I've seen. And Cousins hasn't looked uh, up to par. So for me, that's the key factor in this game. Um, Titans have looked good. They're picking up right where they left off last year. But I like the Titans in this game ultimately. I'm going to take the Vikings for a bounce back game because they're way too talented to go 0-3. And I like Mike Zimmer as a coach. I'm going to say this. The Kirk Cousins contract is catastrophic to that Vikings organization. He is not good enough, no matter what roster, to get them to the promised land. But I will take Vikings this week for a bounce back. They will be one and two. All right, there we go. Then we got Raiders-Pats. This one's going to be a close game. And, you know, I really regret being so down on the Raiders before the season. First of all, they had a really great draft. Henry Ruggs and Williams as receivers. You have Josh Jacobs, you have Darren Waller, tight end. And you look, you compare those offenses with the rest of the teams in the division, that's about equal of what the Chargers offense is. I would say that offense for the Raiders is equal to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Aaron Eckler. And if you look at the Broncos offense when Locke was healthy, you look at Locke and Judy and, and Sutton and then Melvin Gordon, I'd say the Raiders offense is right there with those guys. It was really just a matter of defense, and the Raiders' defense hasn't been particularly great, but you know that the Raiders can score points. I like them in this game. The Patriots are projected to win. They have a minus five-and-a-half spread. Uh, I, I think the Raiders are going to win this game. They're 2-0. and They look good against the Saints. I'm taking them, and, and I really love how Cam Newton has been playing. This is not you know something negative on him. He's been playing great. They almost beat the Seahawks. Uh, but I, I just like the Raiders in this game. I think they're on a high right now. Uh, CJ, you can go. Okay. Um, well, I, I got to tell you, Derek Carr looked awesome last week, uh, or this week, Monday night, um, but technically last football week. Derek Carr looked really good. The play calling from Gruden looked awesome. Uh, the car to – Waller looked great. I think this was the first I've seen of Derek Carr since about two years ago, maybe three years ago, where I was like, Derek Carr is legit. Because Derek Carr, he's not a quarterback that's going to really light you up down the field. He is a accurate passer uh, in, between the, um, in between the first and ten, second and ten, whatever it's going to be. This is tough. It's really a coaching matchup, in my opinion. I do believe that the, the Raiders have a better roster, but I, it pains me to say this. I'm going to go with the Patriots because i gotta, I got to bet with my mind. Don't bet with my heart. All right, yeah. so we got Pats there. Uh, yeah, let's make Patriots, these a little quicker. Yeah, I think Patriots at home is uh, – I don't know. I can't really bet against them when they play in New England, but no fans. I, I think I can go – I'm going to go with Las Vegas here. Uh, just because of the the Raiders' offense is looking sync. Uh, last week, they kind of moved the ball 
quite easily against that Saints defense. And I think they look pretty good. If anything, I think it's Raiders by a field goal. I'm going with the field goal game again. I think it's going to be up and down. I've uh, got 24-21 here. All right. So now we got Bengals, Eagles. Eagles need a win. They'll win, not because they're, you know, they deserve to win or because they've been great this season, just because the Bengals are that bad. Eagles, man, one of the most disappointing teams in the league. They'll win that game. Texans, Steelers, I think it'll be Steelers. They should have won the Denver game by more, uh, considering Locke was out and they had to face Driscoll. Um, but uh, Houston's on a real low right now. They just got their ass kicked by Kansas City and Baltimore. Pittsburgh at home, I like it. Uh, then we got Jets-Colts. I think everyone could agree Colts are going to take this one. Uh, Panthers-Chargers, probably the Chargers. I, th- I like Herbert. He's going to start again. Another home game for him. Uh, Bucks-Broncos, I think because Locke's out, I think we can agree Bucks are going to take this game. Lions-Cardinals, uh, I got Arizona. Anyone disagree on this one? No. But I'll tell you right now, the Bengals will beat the Eagles, and I'll leave it at that. Ooh. Wow. Dude, hey, if the Eagles go 0-3 and they do that by losing to the Bengals, all hell hell is going to break loose in Philly. Like, seriously, it's going to be – Bengals players like to play with Joe Burrow and they, they want to see him succeed. They do. Joe Burrow is the truth. The Bengals will win. Philly, right. made, a de- Philly made a deal with the devil there. <laughs> Winning the Super Bowl, they're, they're, they've sacrificed everything – to win that one Super Bowl, and now it's just been shit afterwards. That's all I got on that. But I think that I think you're right. Joe Burrow's real deal, and I think they do win the game as well. All right. So quickly, we got Cowboys, Seahawks. I'm taking Seattle. Better quarterback, better coach. Seattle. Yep. Russ MVP, Mister Unlimited. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, so we got Seattle all the way. Packers, Saints. I'm going Green Bay. We were on with Jensen the other day. He has Green, uh, Green Bay, of course. He's a Packers fan, uh, but I have them as well. Drew Brees, he can't throw a pass over 10 yards anymore. He's a system quarterback, dip and dunk guy. Again, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best ever, but right now you have to judge him, and right now he's not the same guy. I'm going Green Bay. Yep, I'll take the Packers as well. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers believer this year. He will finish top five for MVP voting. Yeah, I like the Packers as well. They've been moving the ball with ease. Uh, Jones in the backfield already has three touchdowns in the year. Aaron Rodgers, six TDs and 600 yards. That offense is rolling, doing all the right things. And I think the Saints are a little out of sync themselves. And I I think the Packers win this game, uh, not with ease, but a couple touchdowns, I believe, here, this one. Yep, same. And uh, by the way, the Cowboys-Seahawks game is the game of the week on Fox. Uh, congratulations to Joe Buck, by the way. He made the Hall of Fame as an announcer. It was uh, announced during Thursday Night Football. That was really cool. Absolutely deserves it. Been announced in the Super Bowls and uh, World Series for 20-plus years, 30 years. Pretty incredible. Uh, and then the Packers-Saints is Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football is Chiefs at Ravens. This is the game of the week. I'm going to make up my prediction on the spot here. I think, I think Baltimore wins. I like their roster a lot more. I like their defense. I like Mahomes more than Lamar, but I like Baltimore's roster more. They're also the home team. I don't know if Baltimore has fans. I forget if they do or not, so it might not even matter. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking Ravens. I think this is their year. Totally agree. I'm going to take the Ravens. While I do believe it will be a high-scoring game, I think the Ravens win by more than a field goal. All right. I'll be the odd man out here. I. I 
I don't like the way the Chiefs looked last week, but I think that was a gutsy win. They were trailing that whole game in essence and just found a way to win. And I think that's Mahomes' mentality. Just it doesn't matter what the score is. We're just going to get the ball. We're going to do – we're going to move with the field, get stops. Um, I like the Chiefs here. And a close to one, this could be a really exciting game up and down um, for four quarters here. So I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, so that, that those are our NFL predictions. We'll go really quickly here about the NBA. So the Heat took a 3-1 series lead in the East Finals last night. CJ's very excited. Heat might be going to the NBA Finals, but the Heat have to buckle down. They still got to win one more game. Celtics are a great roster. CJ, do you think the Heat wrap it up next game, or do you think Celtics pull you know closer here? Uh, that's hard to tell. Um, I, I I think that I think the next game is really really close, and I think that the Heat would wrap it up. But I think the NBA would like to see a six game series. So I believe the refs will give some Celtics some help, and I believe it will go to a six game. But the Heat closed out the following game. Um, Bam Adebayo will be slightly injured. He says he's good to go to play, but he's got a knock on his arm, his right arm, I believe. He's holding it at the end of the game despite getting a double-double. So I think he will play less minutes next game because they have a 3-1 lead, and I think that the Celtics will capitalize on that. And I think it'll be close at the end, but I'll say the Celtics will probably go six. I think it'll be a 4-2 series when it's all said and done. And it looks like my Miami Heat, Finally, a South Florida sports team is going far, and we're going to the freaking finals. It's been like eight years. No, not eight years. It's been like six or seven years since the Heat have gotten back to the finals. Um, doesn't sound like a long time if you're a Knicks fan. <laughs> but oh man, the Panthers suck. The Dolphins are owned to right now. The Marlins might make the playoffs, but. They might. The hey, I think they are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. We got we got the Yankees for like a four game series to end the to end the year, but the yeah, Miami that, Heat that are the crown them. jewel of South Florida. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, then in the West, I think the Lakers will win the next two games uh, against the Nuggets. I think last night was a fluke, or Tuesday night, whenever that game was, was a fluke. LeBron will win the next two and get to a final. But I tweeted it out: if LeBron loses this finals against one of his former teams, that is such a shit stain on his legacy. And that finals record doesn't look too hot. I think that would be, be what, three and seven? I mean, that's supposed to be our GOAT, three and seven? Yeah, that wouldn't look very good. Yeah, not at all. And then uh, in hockey, Steve, your team took a 2-1 series lead. Stamkos came back for three minutes. He pulled an Aaron Judge, scored a goal, and then uh, was injured right uh, again. We don't know if Stamkos is going to come back, but – we did talk about it, you know, the, the, that we thought when Stamkos came back, it'd be a big energy surge for the Lightning. They played really well last night in the win. Uh, do you th- how, uh, what are you thinking about the Lightning at this point? Yeah, it was electric. Uh, I got, actually got the chance to go to the watch party last night in the arena, and when Stamkos scored that, uh, that second goal, I mean, it, it was electric. I mean, I think that it galvanized the team, their captains back on the bench and, and rolling there. I like what they're, they're doing. After he left the game, uh, the normal team that's been on this playoff run took over and really made the Dallas defense look uh, not minuscule, but they kind of handed it to them there. Long way to go. I don't see this going uh, any shorter than six, but I think Friday night's a big game, big swing game in the series. The Lightning can take that one Friday night. You can really start pressing in and try to close it out on Saturday, but I like where they're at. Um, they look good, rock on wood, but uh, I like what I'm seeing from the Lightning side of uh, offensively. 
Absolutely. And then a uh, quick standings update in baseball. We'll have strictly baseball in a day for a longer period of time to talk about this. Or we might wait, actually, Steve, we might we could wait until after the season ends, the regular season ends. That might be better. Just wait till next week. Preview the playoffs. Yeah. That's what, what we'll do. But right now it's Tampa, Oakland, Minnesota, Chicago, Yankees, Astros, Indians, Blue Jays, first eight in the AL. Probably going to be the eight. Then in the NL right now, it's Dodgers, Braves, Cubs, Padres, Cardinals, Marlins, Giants, Reds, Phillies on the outside looking in. Brewers barely out as well. That's what baseball is going on right now. And then, CJ, we got to get a 10-second reaction from you before our time limit runs out. Mike Matheson might be traded from uh, away from Florida. What are your thoughts? Thank God that contract is a disease to the front office. He was absolutely horrendous the past uh, few years. Actually, he's been horrendous since he signed the contract. He is he single-handedly put us in that hole against the Islanders. And what do you know? When we took him out of the lineup, we won a game. Regardless, the roster needs a lot of work, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if the deal is going to happen. So yeah, it seems like there's some, some stuff going on with it, but they need Matheson gone. I don't care if it's for a bag of chips. Goodbye. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And if they can get Hornquist for him, that's actually great. He scored 17 goals in like 50-something games. That could have been a 25-goal score. Would have been nice. All right, guys, time limit's about to run out. You can check us out. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. For CJ, Steve, I'm Jacob, and we will see you next time.